God wants us to be like little children. And often in the simplicity of our faith, that's exactly what he wants us to be. Not putting obstacles in the way, not with all our ifs and buts, but coming to him in a simplicity of faith, believing for who he is and for what he's done for us. And there is that very much that aspect of our faith that it's a sim simple childlike faith that we have. But equally, God wants us to grow and to mature in our Christian faith. And that's, that, that's important. In, in 1 Peter 2 and verse 2, it says, Like newborn infants, long for the spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. There's a growing up into salvation. And then in the second letter that Peter writes... In 2 Peter 3 and verse 18, well, verse 7, starting from verse 17, it says, Don't be carried away with error and lose your stability, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. So he's saying, here he's saying both to the, to the newborn infants, feed on the spiritual milk and grow up, but even to the more mature, those that are stable, don't lose that stability, but continue to grow. So growth is a continual process as a Christian. It starts the minute we become a Christian, but it continues for the rest of our time here on earth. It never, it never ends, it never, it never finishes. There's a phrase in education, more and more. You might have heard the, the government use it, David Cameron use it, of lifelong learning. That, and, and, and it's a phrase that's bandied around a lot, but there's actually a lot of truth, is, truth in it. We are learners. We're, that's what the word disciple means. We're learners of Jesus, we're followers of Jesus, and we are always learning. We've never made it or got it and that's, that's the end of it. There is always more to know. There is always more to learn. There is always a new depth that God wants us to bring us into in, in his relationship with us. He's always leading, leading us on. And it's a natural process that God, God wants. He Whatever point we feel we're at, whether we feel we're mature or whether we feel like we're like babes, there's a, there's a growing up to be done. God wants us to continue to grow as Christians, to continue to grow, continue to, to, to develop spiritually and in our, relation, in, in our relationship with, with, with God. With God. Whatever position that we, 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 feel, we feel we're in. And, you know, just as physically a baby will grow and develop in so many ways, 
You know, that it's, when it's born, it's weak and helpless. It can't even walk. It can do very little. But as the years go on, it grows. It's, you know, it, it, it gets bigger and stronger. The muscles, the skeleton grow. It, it starts to, to, to stand up and then to walk and then to run about. It learns all kinds of th th things. It starts to, to learn a language and to talk and to, to express itself. And it grows up into, into, you know, into first a, a child and then a teenager and finally into a fully mature adult. Spiritually, God wants to see that same process going on with us. You know, we, we don't expect necessarily a, 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 somebody who's just been converted to be preaching from the front. But as time goes on, and, and I'm not saying that everybody should be preaching from the front, as time goes on, we expect a maturing and a developing. <coughs> yeah, and, and that... that there's a deepening of that relationship with, with God. There's a, a bigger expression, a more mature expression of that relationship with God as, as, time, go, as time goes on. We, so just as a, a child will grow physically, we need to be growing spiritually. You know, there's lots of things that a baby needs a baby needs for it to grow properly isn't there it needs food it needs warmth and shelter it needs care and love it needs exercise and rest and fresh air it needs medicine when it's Poorly. It needs education so, so it can learn. <coughs> and spiritually, there are things that we need to be involved in if we are going to grow. It is not just going to happen. You know, if you look at a baby and the growth is stunted or it's not developing properly, or there's some kind of deformity, you know that there's something has gone wrong, that it's not something is happening that, 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 that shouldn't be. And it can be the same spiritually. If we're going to grow, we need to be involved in prayer. We need to be involved in reading the Word of God. We need to be receiving teaching. We need to have fellowship together, yeah, etc., etc. And I want to look at some of these briefly to, tonight. You know, and as the baby grows up, it doesn't suddenly not need these things anymore. It still needs the the exact nature of the food might change from when it's a little baby. But it still needs a good diet. It still needs the fresh air and exercise. You know, you know I look at myself and I, I, I could do with a bit more exercise, perhaps. <laughs> and, you, you know, not, and I still need fresh air. Yeah? 
protein. The protein, yeah, I still need, I still need good food. I still need shelter. I still need love and care. Those things don't run out. And it's the same spiritually. Those of us who may consider ourselves mature, we still need the Word of God. We still need fellowship. We still need to be involved, to, to be in prayer. We still need that relationship with, with that, that relationship with God, that time with God alone. We don't grow up out of these things. We actually grow up into these things more, more and more. <laughs> Jesus vitamins, yes. So. <laughs> I'm going to take, if I could open this, 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 I'll take, I'm going to take a sip of this. Um, and in fact, the verse, the verse that I read from Peter, he says, like newborn babes, desire the, the spiritual milk. Spiritual milk, or milk is for newborn babes, but actually it's not just for newborn babes. We still drink milk now, don't we? And it's the same as Christians, right? In, in another place, Paul goes on about moving on from the, from, the, from the elementary teachings, but it doesn't mean that we leave them behind and forget about them, but we have more than that. He, and he talks about the meat of the word, but it doesn't mean to say that we still don't have the milk of the word. And, and we, 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 we need... We need that, that milk of the wood, we need the same things, but in greater amounts and in greater depth, so that we have the milk of the word and we have the meat of the word too. But maybe we could, we could argue that shouldn't we be relying on God totally? That standing on our own two feet, as it were, might seem contrary to a total reliance and a dependence on God. But God doesn't want us to be a useless lump of jelly on the floor that he totally protects and that is it. That is it. He wants us to be mature. He wants us to be able to stand on our own two feet. He wants to equip us so that, we can, so that we can stand. The scripture talks about standing, so that we can stand. We can stand against the devil. We can stand in this world that we, that, that we, we, fa we faced with. We can stand about against the things that might come against us. He wants us to mature. God could do everything for us in an instant. It could just do everything, but what good was that, would that do us? God wants us to see us developing and maturing and coming to a fullness in him, yes, but he wants to see that, that development. You know, the loving parent wants to see their child growing and developing in the right way, don't they? They will, they will actually in a safe way, perhaps expose them to, to tough things or to certain dangers at times so that they can learn and they can cope with those and they can develop. God, 
God does the same with us. He, he, he exposes us to situations which may not be the easiest so that we can learn in those situations and we can develop in these situations. Paul in Colossians 1 and 28, he says that he, he's teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. That's his goal. That everyone might be mature in Christ. And in 1 Corinthians 14 and 20, he says, In your thinking, be mature. You know, the scripture is, is full of, is full of the, these instances about we, how we should grow, how we should develop, how we should become, how we should become mature in God. In 1 Corinthians 2, verses 6 and 7, it talks about a secret and hidden wisdom of God given to the mature. You know, Paul here is talking about the foolishness of God and how many, to many people it seems foolish, but he says that, the, but he says that there's a wisdom there that's a hidden wisdom, that's hidden from the world, but it's given to the maturing God. The things of God are, 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 open, are open to them, to, to them who are mature. So God wants us to develop in our maturity so that he can pour out of his wisdom and understanding to us and that he can show us more and more of his plan and his purpose, it can show us more, him, us more and more of himself as we develop in maturity. Perhaps you turn with, with me to Ephesians 4, because I want to consider a bit how we move into, into maturity. So Ephesians 4, and I'm going to read from verse, verse 11. Now, this is a very familiar passage to us all. Well, let's, let's just read it together. It says, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth of love, in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the, who is the head into Christ, for whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with what is a with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, made in, makes the body grow so that it builds, it builds itself up in love. And there's an awful lot in that. There's an awful lot in that. But we see here that growing up into maturity 
is a body thing. It's, a, it's, it's the body of Christ together that are growing up into maturity. So that each part is working properly. That the body is building itself up. That, and it says that we're to grow up in every way. We're, there's, a, there's a fullness there. There's a togetherness in it. At the start of the passage, it talks about the apostles, the, 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 the pastors, the evangelists, the teachers. Why are they for? To equip the saints for the work of the ministry. To, so that in unity, in the unity of the faith, it says there, for the building up of the body of Christ. So that we all attain the unity of your faith and the knowledge of the sons of God. And then it talks about into mature manhood. So that the whole passage is talking about maturity and development, but it's talking about the maturity and development of the body as a whole. And we're not... We can't do this thing on our own. We can't do this thing in isolation. We actually we need one another. We need to grow and develop together. You know, we, we, we can't say, you know, I'm better than you, I don't need you. We need each other so, so much. You know, we've all got different things that we, that we bring. And it isn't just that one has got this, this area or another has got that area. That, you know, that's part of it. But it's the fact that together we're going to go on to maturity. And we're going to go on to fullness. We need each other. In, in Acts 2 and verse 42, it says that the, the early church devoted themselves. Devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. And these were all things that they did together. It says that they met in one another's houses on a, on a daily basis. Then that God was moving amongst them in mighty ways. And they were all in awe. And that they gave, they gave as, as one had need, that they, they gave to, to each other as they had need. That, that they brought things together, you know of their possessions, that they sold the possessions, they brought the money together and it was distributed as they had need. They were living together. They were meeting each other's needs in a practical way. But spiritually, they were growing and they were developing together. There was, it, was, it was something that was, that was done together. In Hebrews 10, verse 24 and 30, 25, it says, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some. You know, fellowship is so important. It is so important in lots of different ways. You know, it, it's, it's, it's so important in just, just being together, isn't it? Just being together. But it's so important in building one another up and encouraging one another. In us bringing different gifts. So one has a psalm, one has a song, one has a prophecy, one has a word. 
is so important in maturing together. So one, so one who is maybe a bit low can be built up by somebody who, who's, who's got a word from, from God. It talks about bearing one another's burdens in the word, doesn't, doesn't it? So we support and we, we help each other and we spur one another on to maturity, we spur one another on to the to the to the goal in in mind. It's something we need to do together. It's not going to happen on our own in isolation. We need to be together, and we need to be encouraging one another, and supporting one another, and helping one another, and. You know, as it says in, the, in this passage in Ephesians, when everybody is flowing in that God-given ministry, the whole body is working together and fulfilling its purpose and it's coming to maturity and it's, it's there doing what it's supposed to be doing. And that's what we, that's what, that's what we, we, we need to be doing. We are like athletes in training. That's what the, the word says. Let's, let's just turn to, to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Verse 24, it says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run it that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do not receive a perishable wreath, but so they, do, they do it, sorry, they do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly, I do not box as one beat in the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. We like athletes in training. So Paul says here that the athletes, they're running for something that's going to fade away. He talks about a wreath there. Now it might be, in, in today's day, it might be a gold medal. Yeah? Or a trophy. And he's saying that, that they put all this effort into training and disciplining, disciplining the body. And, the, and the, they sacrifice so much for something that in a year or two will be forgotten about. He says, but what we're about is something that will last forever. Something that's imperishable. Something that won't fade away. Something that's of eternal value. But we need to take an example from these athletes that they're dedicated to what they're aiming for. And we too need to be dedicated to, to, to what we're, to what we're aim, aiming for. You know, we, we, we see it all the time on television. We've just had the, we've just had the Rugby World Cup, haven't we? We've had, we had um, 
you know, three years ago we had the Olympics in London. And, and the, 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 there are these various sporting events on all the time. And you see these athletes and they put so much effort into their training. Don't they? They put so much effort into it. And they're glad, to do, they're glad to do it because of the prize that they're aiming for. Oh, what a prize we have in Jesus. Yeah? What a prize we have in Jesus. And, you know, let, let's, let's be like the athletes, dedicated to serving Jesus, dedicated to seeing to seeing his will and his purpose fulfilled in our lives, dedicated to see him moving in this town of Keithley, dedicated to see him, see him working in this, in this place where we gather, to see people come in, to see people, people to come to know him as Lord and Saviour. That's that's, those are the things that we're after those are the things that we're after. Those are the things that we want to grow into and to mature into. But we need, we need a dedication. We need a, a devotion there. And, and again, the athlete doesn't work on his own. The athlete doesn't work on his own. He's part of a team. Even, even a, you know, I'm not just talking about a team sport, even an individual athlete running the 100 metres or whatever, he's part of a team, he's got a team supporting him there and helping him there to, to, get, to get the best. And so we need, we need, to, be working to, we need to be working together. We, we put aside... Don't... <laughs> That's right. Yes, he, he is. We can put aside. He's a winner. Yeah, but but in him we are winners. Yeah, we are winners. Not a, Paul said in that scripture that not every athlete gets the prize. In Jesus, it isn't the best one out of us who's going to get the prize. But it's all of us who, are co who will compete that will get the prize. But we need to put aside some of the temporal, worthless things of this world and we need to focus in on Jesus to obtain the things of eternal worth. We need to put other things aside and put Jesus first, and press on. Paul talks about pressing on to obtain the good things in God. Let's turn to another scripture, Philippians 3. If I can find it. Here we go. Philippians 3. <laughs> right, I want to read from verse 12. I'm reading through from verse 12 to 16, if you can follow with me. Not that I've already obtained this, or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Jesus, Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider 
that I, I've made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that to, to you also. Only let, let us hold true to what we have attained. So Paul there is talking about pressing on. He's talking about forgetting the things that are in the past whether, and lo looking to move forward. Yeah? Whether those things in the past are good, bad or indifferent. It doesn't matter. Let's forget those things and let's move forward. You know, in other words, wherever we are, he says the mature considers it this way. Wherever we are, we want to go further. Yeah? A mature person in God doesn't say I've made it, I've got everything. He says... I've got this far, but I want to go further. I want to go on in God. I want to go deeper. I want to have more of God in my, in my, my life. I want to see his, his purposes fulfilled in a, in a greater way. I want, I want to see that has happened in the past, but there's so much more that God has got for me in the future. That's where we want to be. That's how God is, is, is leading, leading us on. Is leading it on deeper. Is leading it on further. You know what? We often, we often, I often hear people say that the best is yet to come. You know, it's more than just a cliche. Is that? It's more than just a phrase. It is what God has got for us in His wisdom and His grace. He's given us good things. He's given us great things. <coughs> But he's got even more for us. He's got even greater things. He's got even better things for us. But we need to move on to that in a, in a mature way as we grow in maturity. Then a lot of what I've been saying can somehow seem tiresome or wearisome or burdensome. You talk about an athlete in training and it sounds like hard work. Right? It, it, sounds like, it, it sounds like hard work. And, you know, dedicating yourself to the, to, to, to the purpose of God. And it, it can sound burdensome. Then, the dedication and the commitment is real. That's what God is looking for. But it's not a burdensome, wearisome thing that God is calling us to. He's not calling us to give up all these good things to sacrifice for him. He's actually talking, talking about priorities and he's talking about us putting aside the things that don't satisfy. Putting aside the things that are temporal so we may obtain the fullness of joy and peace that he has got for us. He says, Jesus says that, come to me, all you are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He says, he says, 
cast your burdens on me. Now he does say there is a burden. He says, he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There is a burden, there is a yoke, because he gives us purpose and he gives us direction. But it's easy and light and it's copable with. And so we can move forward, we can we can move forward in that. But he wants he wants to give us rest and he wants us to. He, 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 want, he wants to give us good things. So when we sacrifice for, for God, in many ways it's not a sacrifice at all because he just wants to pour out his blessing upon us and give us of his, of his, of his goodness and let us taste of the, the, the best. You know, there's nothing wrong with many of the things in, 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 in the world. They're, they are good things. But God has got even better things for us. And that, that's, the, that's the way we need to look at it. And, and, he, and the, things, the things of this world that we do enjoy are, can be seen so different through the light of God's love and grace, can't they? Rather than just maybe selfishly chasing after this and I've got to have this and I've got to have that. Rather... Let's enjoy the good things that God gives, gives us. Jesus said, he said, don't chase after these things. Don't worry about this and that and getting the other. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you anyway. God doesn't want you to be bereft and lacking and down and miserable he wants you to enjoy the fullness of his presence. Not worrying about making these things a priority in your life, but make him a priority. And he will give you of all the good things that he's got. Because he's made a wonderful earth. He's made a wonderful world full of good things. And he just wants to pour out of his goodness, goodness upon you. Finally, in the, in, in the last bit, I've been talking about us growing together as a body. But also, I believe it is a personal thing as well. That we can grow as individuals. And there's that important side to it as well. We don't just grow when we come together. But in our own personal relationship with God, we can grow as well. Yeah, We're through, through prayer... And the word primarily. We need to spend time alone with God. We need to spend time seeking his face. We need to spend time in his presence. In prayer and in reading his word. Because we will, we will grow. That is, our, that is our food. The word of God is the food that we eat. Prayer is the breath of God. It's the air that we, that we breathe. And God, as we do that, our relationship will, with him will develop. He will speak to us. He will, show us. he will show us things. He will pour his presence out on us. And we will, we will, we will know his joy. We will know his peace. We will know... His presence, his presence with, with us as, indi as individuals. We will be fulfilled in our lives. We will know his wisdom and understanding in difficult situations. 
We will experience the fruit of our, the Spirit in our lives. He will pour out his gifts, his gifts on us as we seek him in the, in the private place, on our own, as we develop our own personal relationship with him. Then again, we can, we can have hang-ups about this and we can say, you know, oh, oh I find it so, so difficult. You all right there, Rose? Yeah? That, that's, that's good to know. You know, that, that we say, you know, I find it so difficult to get on my own in the, pre, in, the, in the presence of God. But, you know, you don't have to go away into your bedroom and lock yourself away. You don't have to do that. You can be out in the countryside enjoying the fresh air and God can be speaking to you. Yeah? You can be... You can be driving along in the car or on the bus or something and God can be speaking to you. You know, God's, God is with us in every situation at every time. Wherever we are, wherever we're doing, we can be at the sink doing the washing up and we can be in God's presence. But... We need to have that time when we are seeking God. You know, it isn't a case of, you know, we, we, we could come to all the meetings, we could come to every meeting, we could have a great time in every meeting that we come to, but if we're not spending time with God between the meetings, there is something, there, there, is, there is something wrong. We need that time alone with God in the Word and in prayer. Equally, we could be spending every minute of our, our, our time alone in prayer and in the word, but never coming to church, never having fellowship, and that is equally wrong, that is equally unbalanced. We need both together if we're going to grow and mature as Christians. We need that, that's it, we need that balance. The balance of fellowship and of our own personal relationship with, with, with God. You know, I really believe that, that God, we're we, we just starting to see some really good things happening amongst us, and that God has got great things for us in, the, in this place. But we, what, we, what God wants us to see us do is commit ourselves to, the, to his purposes and, and to say yes, yeah, to say yes, that, that that's for me. So we, we you, you're all right. Don't worry. So we, we need to commit ourselves to His purposes in our in our lives if we're going to see that happen. God, God is doing good things. Are we going to be a part of that? Are we going to be a part of that? Because if we commit ourselves to what God is doing, we're going to see great things happening. Happening here amongst us and happening in our own life in our own lives in our own lives personally i'm going to i'm going to finish now and i'm going to draw it, draw it to a close <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad about that that's, that's really good but just to just to finish i want us to be maybe just a little bit serious for a, for a minute <laughs> No, look. I want. Only ten more minutes. Come on. 
Ro, what I want to do is I want to draw it together, Rose, okay? Right, so, so if we could just, just listen at the end. I hope, you know, I hope what I've, I've said, we, you know, we've, we've had a good time, but I'm hoping that it's also impinged on us as well. And I just want us to spend a minute or two in the presence of God. And maybe, maybe God has been challenging you so now's just a time to be to be quiet, Rose, for a minute, minute or two, please. Yeah, maybe God has been challenging you and speaking, speaking to you about your own relationship with God. Maybe, maybe now's time just for a minute or two to do a, a to do a bit of business with God, and you know maybe in your own personal relationship, you you think perhaps I need to get get closer to God. Perhaps I need to. Spend a bit more time alone with God in prayer and reading his word. Maybe a bit less time in front of the uh, television, I don't know. But now's the now's time, if, if God has been challenging on that, to make that commitment. Maybe you feel you need to be spending more time in fellowship. More time in service within the body. To take your part fully within that within the body to see God's purposes fulfilled in the in this place let's just let's just close our eyes and and just spend that one two minutes with, with God